Life Audio. Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we attack our most pervasive fears with truth, because life's too short for any of us to live enslaved. I'm Ava Pennington, and at Faith Over Fear, we're passionate about helping God's children live in freedom. I'd love to connect with you online or on social media. Just visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. Today, we're continuing our series of episodes on God's promises as we examine the promises God gave us in the Bible and how each one is a precious gift to his children. Have you ever felt lost? We can feel lost in different areas of life, physically, emotionally, or spiritually. When that happens, we instinctively desire a guide, someone we can trust to lead us through the confusion and help us see the next step. I know I've felt this way many times. Whenever I travel to a new city, the first thing I try to do is take a short bus tour. In a matter of hours, I'm able to enjoy an overview of the city while listening to a tour guide describe the major sites. Then, armed with maps and written guides, I can decide which locations I want to revisit and which less touristy sites I want to explore. The tour guides, both written and human, are indispensable in helping me find my way. But I've been known to be stubbornly confident in thinking that after a single tour, I know how to get around. One tour and I think I'm an expert. It's those times that I put aside the map and the guides and explore, only to end up thoroughly lost. Life can be like a new city. Unfamiliar roads lead to unexpected destinations. Goals I worked hard to achieve lead to dead ends. Instead, it might be the less traveled path that provides the greatest satisfaction. Either way, I'd be hopelessly lost without my guide, a guide I desperately need to stay close to and listen to on a continuous basis. Once is most definitely not enough. Those experiences remind me of the verses in the Bible that talk about God's promises to guide us. And if there's one thing I've learned the hard way, it's that I need a guide. References to God as our guide show up frequently in King David's Psalms. For example, Psalm 23, 3, which says, he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Or Psalm 25, verse 5, guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are my God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Psalm 25, 9, he guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. Or Psalm 31, 3, since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. And then finally, Psalm 32, 8, I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Now, why would King David be so focused on God as his guide? I mean, after all, David was the much beloved king, right? It was his responsibility to guide the nation. But maybe, just maybe, he knew himself well enough to realize that without God's guidance, he would only make a mess of things. In fact, he had made a mess of things on more than one occasion. For instance, when he committed adultery with Bathsheba and then had her husband Uriah killed to cover his sin. 
Or perhaps it's because David recalled his shepherding days and how his sheep needed his constant guidance for provision and safety. Maybe David remembered how God guided his people during the Exodus. Perhaps he recalled what, what Moses wrote in Numbers 10.33 when God led them through the desert. And Moses wrote, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord went before them to find them a resting place. David understood the importance of God's promises to guide. And those promises are just as relevant and important for you and me today. Let's take a look at one particular Psalm David wrote, which identifies several ways God guides us. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. Psalm 25, verses 5 to 9, says, Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. That's interesting because when we think of God's promise to be our guide, We don't often immediately connect his guidance with our salvation. But David made a point of associating God's guidance into truth with his covenant relationship with him as Savior. Let's go back to that verse in in Psalm 25 again. He says in verse 5, guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior. He understood that before he could claim God's promise of guidance, he had to claim God's promise of salvation. Because God is faithful to keep his promises, David knew he could trust God to guide him. The result was the privilege of relationship and absolute confidence in God's promises. So this is the first, and in fact, the foundational way God guides us. That salvation relationship was the basis for David's confidence. And we have this same confidence today through Jesus Christ. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Think about it. The way and the truth. The way to God the Father and our guide into truth. 
It's the same connection David made in his psalm. And it's important to note that Jesus spoke of himself as the way, not one of several ways. He came to guide us into the way of a restored relationship with the Father. Have you ever heard someone say, it's not reasonable to claim there could be only one way to God? I've heard that. Yet when we consider God's holiness, his righteousness and justice, and when we understand our own sinfulness, we realize the extent of God's mercy in providing a way at all. And I'm eternally grateful that he did. During Jesus's final evening with his disciples before his arrest, he assured them he was leaving to prepare a place for them and that they know the way he is going. Well, Thomas spoke up for the 12 disciples when he asked, how do we know the way? Thomas, like us, was looking for guidance. And I'm glad he asked that. But Jesus's answer confirmed that the way is not a road. It's a person, the person of Jesus himself. Well, another way God guides us is through his word, his instruction book for life. Have you noticed the growing attitude in our culture that encourages the compartmentalization of our lives? A compartment or box for religious life, another one for work, one for family, and another one for school. Each section is separate and distinct from the other. The result of living this way is that our lives become crooked. We fall for the world's lie that different areas of life require different values. We're kind and gracious on Sunday mornings, but cutthroat and competitive Monday through Friday, because after all, that's how you get ahead in the corporate world. We teach our children about our great creator God, but then encourage them to tell their high school biology professors what they want to hear about evolution because, well, that's how you pass the class. The Bible reminds us success is not dependent on having a different set of values and standards for the various sections of our lives. If we're his children, we'll live by God's instructions in every area of life, regardless of the time or location. As Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 reminds us, when we trust and acknowledge God applying the wisdom of the Bible, he will use these things to straighten the crooked places in our lives. And the Apostle Paul wrote, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. A third way God guides us is by his Holy Spirit. David wrote, he guides the humble. God guides us as we humbly submit to the Holy Spirit who dwells in each of his children. In John 16, 13, Jesus said, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Again, we see the connection between truth and God's guidance, which brings us to a critical question. How sensitive are we to the gentle nudges of the Holy Spirit in our life as he provides that guidance? The more we humble ourselves to his prompting, the more we'll be tuned into his guidance. We'll then be more aware of how the Holy Spirit guides us. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will teach us. And the Apostle Paul said the Holy Spirit helps us by praying for us and cultivating his fruit in our life. Still, pride can quickly get in the way of the Holy Spirit's guidance, especially if the situation is a familiar one. How easy it is for me to think, hey, I've done this before. I don't need guidance this time. And how quickly I fall for that lie and how quickly God's spirit humbles me to seek him rather than seeking my own wisdom. One more way God guides us is through wise counsel. While David did not mention this way in his psalm, 
His son Solomon wrote many Proverbs extolling the benefits of godly counsel. Verses such as Proverbs 12.15, which says, The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Or Proverbs 15.22, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. And then there's Proverbs 19.20-21, Listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Of course, this means seeking wise advisors rather than people who will tell us what we want to hear. One thing to keep in mind is that while God guides all his children, he does not guide us all the same way. As we follow God as our guide in life, It can be easy to fall into the trap of judging others because God's guidance for them may look different from his guidance for us. Growing up in the same family does not mean family members will be the same. Sisters may look alike, but have vividly different talents. Brothers may have similar bills, but wildly differing aspirations. Even identical twins will have different personalities. In the family of God, children have the same heavenly father but also have unique combinations of personalities, experiences, talents, and abilities. And as God's children, we work together to further Christ's kingdom. And God guides and directs us according to our distinct temperaments and gifts. And that means avoiding comparisons with each other. Consider two people who come to Christ the same day in the same church. They may have even sat in the same row. God may lead one to the foreign mission field to serve among aboriginal tribes, and God may guide the other to share the gospel with her country club neighbors. Other Christians may judge the one who goes as being spiritual and the one who stays as being carnal or selfish, yet each one is being obedient to God's leading and his call on their life, whether leading his people out of Egypt and through the wilderness to the promised land or leading us in paths of righteousness today, God's guidance is not a one-and-done event. He directs our steps and holds the hands of his children as we travel through each day. He accompanies us and provides for us throughout our journey. He catches us when we fall. Most of all, he never, ever leaves us alone. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for being our guide. Forgive us for the times we fail to acknowledge you and the times we fail to follow your guidance. Help us by your Holy Spirit to obey your leading without judging how other Christians are obeying you. And above all, thank you for providing Jesus as the way for us to be intimately restored to you. Forgive us for the times we hesitate to speak of Jesus as the only way to you. You have shown us the way of salvation and you keep us safe in your salvation every day of our life. And for all of this, we thank you in the name of Jesus, the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. In his name, amen. Well, thank you for listening. I hope this episode has deepened your understanding of God and helped you rest more fully in his grace. And if you haven't already done so, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Then you won't miss a single episode. Please share it on social media, and we'd be very encouraged if you would rate it as well. That will help others find it too. So until next time, may you live with the courage of one who has truly been set free. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app, or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.